Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. I'm Zach Pierce, I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder. I support a community of students alongside St. Aidan's Episcopal Church called Bread and Belonging. And, uh, well, Matt, I don't know. Yeah. I've got some important things to share uh, because Wait. I think it's time for an episode of uh, a part of the podcast, a podcast that we enjoy called Tech Talk. Uh, Matt, I'm going to France in a couple of days. And uh, one of the things I thought about going to France is I thought, man, it'd be great if I could take pictures of things in France. Uh, and most people these days, yourself included, even though you've got the big camera, I've got a big camera. It's easier just to take them with your phone. But the issue is I have an iPhone 8. Which is tough, man. I think it came out in 2016. I think 2017, maybe. Uh, and my camera didn't work. Man, it just shook all over the place. And I tried to do, I set up an appointment at a, at, a, at a very reputable business. Had a number of five-star reviews called You Break, We Fi- I Fix kind of thing. Mm, that sounds and, like a um, good deal. That's how I want to do it rather yeah. than the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we went ended up going to a store uh, called I Break, I Fix. And uh, it did not go well, Matt. They did not show up to the appointment that I registered with them. And I watched YouTube videos, Matt. And so now, I don't know if you see it. If I showed it to you yet, Matt, I glued, I ordered Mm -hmm. a magnet from Amazon.com. They've got everything from A to Z. Uh, To the front of my phone, there's a magnet glued. And evidently, it holds the lens in place. And now I've got pictures. I just used Gorilla Glue and a tiny magnet. I've got 59 more magnets, Matt. Because they don't sell tiny magnets in single batches. Uh, so if it, it falls off, I've got 59 more times I can fix it. And uh, it solved all my problems. You know, people think people think you can't fix things anymore, right? But you still can. Matt. You, with YouTube, I, 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 I think there might be more fixing things than there used to be in the olden days. I fixed my dryer the other day. The tensioner, that's, gr- that's great. The tensioner, the the bearings and the tensioner had gone out, so I had looked it up, found it on Amazon.com. Great company, great ownership, family owned by the family of Jeff Bezos yeah. and his heirs. Um, do you know them? They live, I think they live in space. Um, found a new new part, thirty bucks. Bingo, bango, replaced it. Super smooth and quiet. Drive's running right now, and you can't hear it. That's how good. Um, wow. Amazing. So get out Amazing there. And you know, you should take Matt your 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 seeds that you maybe you got them at a at a summer music and arts festival like Coachella. Uh, mm-hmm. Like maybe you know that's what people are doing these days. So you got I got tomatoes to plant, Matt. These are gonna be great. Um, spinach, lettuce, Brussels sprouts. I think I might become like Coachella this year. The theme was uh, helping you become a prepper so we can live off grid. Kale. And beets, Matt. We got beets. This is going to be great. That's going to be a great summer. That that is that is great. Uh, well, as we know, there are people who live off the grid, uh, way out there in the Coachella Valley, uh, to a little trip to Salvation Mountain and its environs. Uh, but yeah, um, I was always struck when I during the pandemic when I watched uh, Sesame Street literally every single day uh, with my children, including all the old episodes because they're on HBO Max. And in the old episodes, uh, Luis, R.I.P., uh, and Maria, they owned a fix-it shop. They had a fix-it <laughs> shop, 
right? And so, like, anytime something broke, like the toaster broke, well, you bring it over to their fix-it shop, and they'd fix it up for you. And I thought that was amazing, because I was like, where are the fix-it shops in my neighborhood? Like, yeah. we're going to just take my, my broken stuff, instead of throwing it away and ordering another one on Amazon, uh, is there a fix-it shop? But uh, apparently, it's your, your home. You are the fix-it shop. So. You could come. There's a remarkable hardware store in, in my town, Matt. I think maybe you've been there. McGuckin's Hardware? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it is... Uh, they have everything, like anything you'd ever need, really. Uh, it's a little pricey. You know, it's, it's more expensive than your big box stores. But the thing, the reason you go there is that it is employed by recently retired old engineers who find no greater joy in the world than in fixing things. And they don't only want to, like, help you. You need to be prepared when you go in, right? They, they don't only, only want to help you find what you're looking for. They're here to help you, like, fix the problem like and they'll get together around you you'll get like you gotta be careful sometimes they'll encircle you and they'll start having a conversation about how to best solve your problem right <laughs> um, yeah it needs more mcguckin hardwares you know i go to home depot and i know it's bad because i'll interact with an employee and i quickly realize like i know more about this than they do so that's not good right um because i actually don't know very much about sprinkler systems or whatever it is right mm-hmm. i never go to mcguckins and i'm like I think I know a little bit more about this than you do. <laughs> so right. it's a place. It's yeah. a retirement home of yeah. uh, for, for those people who have a lot to tell you about how you should fix things. Amazing. Well, I, gosh. And they have a shop too, man. That's a great thing. Like they've got a shop. Oh, they're so great. Everybody should go to McGuckin's. This pod sponsored by McGuckin's Hardware in Boulder. Uh, they, they do so much great stuff. You can take anything back there. They sharpen my lawnmower blades. Um, they, uh, I have, I bought a ski rack that I didn't have the key for and they took it and it turns out there are only so many different keys that the ski rack company makes. And they literally tested hundreds of keys to find the key that fits my ski rack and then cut me a key for it. And do you know how much that it was hours of work, Matt? And they charged me $4 <laughs> <laughs> for the key. The labor was included, right? Like. It was a $4 job. Um, so you might spend a lot on the products you buy there, but then like you go to the shop and they're like, Oh, we've got to solve this problem. This is great. Like <laughs> they've given us a new Rubik's cube. And like, that's a part of their, as you recall in last week's episode, we talked about how we could be swayed by uh, compensation, including producing an album called under an Earl gray sky. Uh, same thing. They are like, we can't pay you much, but we've got a number of problems that you'll get to solve. And that's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. You get to work. That sounds uh, that sounds amazing. It's uh, it's almost like they're in Macedonia, calling, oh, pleading, feel like pleading with Macedonia. you to come over and help them. Hi, <laughs> with the problem. Bring, bring your problems all- to us. Acts sixteen, sixth Sunday of Easter. Uh, we're we're continuing our journey through the Book of Acts. Uh, I didn't start out loving the book of Acts this season. And now I'm like, I'm in. This is great. Right? This is one story after another. Uh, during the night, Paul had a vision. I think it was Peter last time having a vision. Mm-hmm. Now it's Paul. Everybody's having visions. Um, so during the night, Paul had a vision. And there stood a man of Macedonia. Oh, pleading with him. Mid of Macedonia, man. I've got the calendar. You can get the monthly calendar with the mid of Macedonia. The mid of Macedonia. Yeah, that seems very... Very gemstonesy. Uh, also, be ready, guys. Them. We're about to launch this summer. No t-shirts, but we are launching a Vinyl Preacher Men of Macedonia calendar that you can buy. 
<laughs> Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we when we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, it didn't wait. We were like, he had a vision of some people saying, come help us. Let's go. Get in the boat right now. We immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. Well, that's all it takes to convince them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and Roman colony. This is the Rick Steves version of uh, what, <laughs> what happened. We remained those Rick Steves and be this. They used to have a lot of problems here, but uh, really some nice cafes. Uh, and, um, <laughs> the Caprizi salads here are yeah. to die for. <laughs> we remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and we spoke to the women who were gathered there. Uh, A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay up at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Word of God of life thanks be so uh great story clear a lot of focus clear beginning middle and they set up this problem in macedonia and then clearly solve it by the end of the story don't uh leave it behind and get completely distracted by another story uh where we then end it uh yeah good stuff good good stuff i i like this matt um the detail that i like and that i draw upon is that this uh, interaction, this conversion, if you will, the openness of Lydia happens in a special place. It happens at the gate, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to read, if you skip down, I don't know that we'll talk about it on the podcast, but there's an alternate gospel for today. Uh, and that happens, guess where? At the gate, at the sheep gate. There's a pool, right? And that's where, uh, uh, you know, the that dude been lying there for a long time. Uh, the sick man got put into the water. Um well, he doesn't get put in the water. He gets made well at the gate. Anyway, it's at the sheep gate by the pool. Um, and the gates are and were, especially in the ancient Near East, right? Because gates, things that happened inside city gates were safe. And that people who, I mean, that's why shepherds were were thought low, people thought low, uh, very little of shepherds because they spent all their time outside of the gates, right? It's wilderness. It's John the Baptist stuff. There's no rules. There's no laws. Uh, bandits, the whole thing. Like you're not an honorable person if you hang out outside the gates. Uh, but inside the gates, everything is not everything's cool, but like that's civilization essentially. Um, and a lot of stuff in our readings today happens at the gate because it is the place where those two places touch. It is a liminal space. If you like your postmodernism sort of thing, it's the place where the, um, the wilderness and the, the domesticated intersect. Um, I've thought of this, Matt. I, I think it's an appropriate story. I'm going to give it a go. It is very much a, in line with Mama Guckin's story, Matt. But um, it's uh, as I put away my skis for the year, I'm uh, getting out. I renewed my fishing license. So I'm going to get out on the water and catch some uh, trout, which are beautiful fish, Matt. They're beautiful fish. Catch them with flies. I like fly fishing. Um, and the secret of the places to, to put in your fly, to find where um, the fish are, is that the fish hang out at the gate. And they hang out at the gate because... Um, 
trout are living in like a creek or river, right? They have to fight the current all the time and that takes up a lot of energy. And so they need to conserve their energy by staying in places where the, the current is not strong, right? So like when there's a pool, they'll, they like to hang out in the pool because they don't have to work as hard to stay in place, right? Mm-hmm. But you want to find the seams in the water, the places where the fast current goes past the slow current because the fast current brings food it brings new things into the pool, right? So if you're looking for stuff to, to come, right, all the new stuff is coming through the fast current, like from upstream. And so the fish hang out in the slow water and they watch what comes down into the fast current and they jump out to eat and then they return. So you, it, it's, um, it's actually like, if you, if you go, if you guys want to play with water outside, right? Lots of times you can just go find bubbles, like there'll be bubbles and the bubbles ride the seams. And so hmm. if you're, you're teaching somebody to fly fish for the first time, you put your fly where the bubbles go. And that's where, cause that's where fish are looking for, for stuff. Right. And so, um, I think there's good news at the gate. The gate is certainly a thing to be, it's got all this beautiful limit, liminal imagery of a, it's a place to fear things, right? Because they're unknown. They're strangers that will come through into the gate. If you're on the outside, the gate offers safety at the same time. Uh, it's this beautiful, mysterious place. And the promise here is that at the intersection of the things we know and we do not know, uh, that is where the life of God comes most clearly, powerfully, and certainly certainly into the world here in the form of a, of a Jeff Bezos, uh, dealer of purple cloth, seller of uh, tiny magnets, and uh, tensioner assemblies for 2009 Samsung dryers. And dead bugs. They're not even dead bugs. They're most of them they're alive. It's larval stages. Anyway, that's enough with the fly fishing show. That's good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good illustration. I like that. Good, good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have anything as good to add other than, um, yeah, just a, yeah. Love to zero in on Lydia here, uh, mm-hmm. wealthy businesswoman, dealer in purple cloth. Um, fun fact, you know how I love the Greek. You know how I love to Oh, gosh. Do Man, that. you just go on and on about uh, the people, just, the food, the ancient language. I noticed the uh, the word here, the Lord opened her heart. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a note here from a couple years ago that that opened her heart was Ephatha. When Jesus says, F of the, he opened. He opened, yeah. He uh, opened. And that's what happens here. The Lord opens her heart. And this is the same word. Oh, F <laughs> So she, uh, some kind of blockage, you know, like she can, she can hear again. She, the Lord opens, opens her heart. Like a log um, stuck in a creek. Like a log stuck in a creek. That's um, another. Here we go, Matt. I'm going to continue my metaphor, if you will. If you're around with these blockages, <laughs> yeah. right? The other place, yeah. one of the places fish like to hide are behind blockages. Because like a rock. Um, like a rock and fast current, like the water behind it doesn't move, right? So it hangs out behind it, but it's right next to the fast water. So mm-hmm. life springing out from behind apparent blockages. Um, and I misspoke, Matt. I got to look back at the text. I called it the conversion of Lydia. She was already a worshiper of God. So this like is mm-hmm. like a. I think there's something to that too, right? That her heart is open, but it's not like she like all of a sudden becomes a worshiper of God. It just changes how she acts, how she how she um, behaves within the community. Yeah. 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 And that, and that shift is really, is really important. That shift in verse 15, where she opens her home and she's here, she's a wealthy person. And then she opens her home to provide um, this hospitality in some ways really fitting into this narrative that um, it's kind of an underground narrative. We talked about in my Bible study here at St. Mark's a couple weeks ago. Um, 
where these uh, these these wealthy women who are bankrolling Jesus's ministry in the Gospel of Luke. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about it enough, but it's totally a yeah. thing that continues throughout the Gospel of Luke. And um, Lydia might fit into those, might walk in some of those footsteps. Yeah. Matt, this podcast today is brought to you by an unnamed wealthy woman who is a patron of our podcast. If you are a wealthy woman, a dealer in purple cloth or uh, assorted products on the internet, get in touch with us at thevinylpreacher at gmail.com. We'd love to have you support our show. In... Indeed. Revelation. Oh, this is like my favorite verse. Keeping the revelation and the visions going, Matt, in the spirit, the angel FC carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city. Uh, Flashback here to to the devil, Satan, the accuser doing this to Jesus, right? Um, Took me to a high mountain, showed me the holy city, Charleston, I mean, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And I saw no temple in the city for the temple was the Lord God Almighty, the Lamb. And the city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God is its light and its lamp is the Lamb. And the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day. Oh, hey, not shutting off those gates. And there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will enter. Well, let's go back to Acts last week. Nothing unclean will enter it. Nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. We're in Venice, Matt. Except the water is not disgusting. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. Gosh, they went to Coachella and they planted the, the seeds. And mm-hmm. the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations, as is the fruit of the Coachella Music uh, and Art Festival. Mm-hmm. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and they will see His name on their foreheads. Look out, tattoos, face tats coming. And there will be no more night, for they need no night light. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light. They will reign forever and ever just a beautiful reading i love this one it's pretty it is pretty yeah yeah the one thing that revelation is really good at is false endings Right, like Revelation as a sermon is the sermon where you're like, oh, they're wrapping it up. All right, what time is it? We're going to get to lunch. And they just keep going. Uh, you know, we've had that before with the amen, 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 amen. They used to end with amens. Um, it happened last week, and it, it, and it points out, it comes up here, that uh, last week's reading ended with the I am the Alpha and Omega, like this whole like big, like this is the end of things. And then it was like, oh, one more thing, uh, and I'll bring water to the thirsty. Um and so certainly baptism is a big part of what's going on in Revelation. And here you get it again, right? That the, the river of the water of life is the street, um, which uh, is pretty, you know, Venice is a unusual thing. If we were to go out, Matt, uh, and our streets be flooded, we would not be like, oh, the reign of God has come near. Um, but that uh, that water of life running through the streets is uh, is good news. Yeah. 
I think one of the better sermons, one of the memorable uh, sermons that I remember from seminary was uh, the director of Scoop at the time. I think it's called Omnia now. Um, mm, I found some new letters. But, uh, yeah, they were, uh, they were preaching on this text uh, at the LSTC chapel. And I, I don't think I'd ever really read this text uh, that closely before. Seminaries when you discover a lot of things. There's stuff in the Bible. Wow. <laughs> There's stuff in the Bible. Uh, but he's preached on this text uh, and, and this line. And there's this 22, uh, 1 to 2, where, um, you know, the street of the city, the, the water of life flowing down. Uh, the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit. And he's, and he's talking about the city and he's talking about urban ministry and he's doing this with, um, I know all of our listeners have been to the LSTC chapel with those windows mm. and they'll look out onto the street of the city. Right. Um, and I just have this memorable, uh, you know, sitting in that chapel with like here in the city with the windows facing into the city uh, and hearing this, this text preach uh, about the city, just a, a, a good moment. And I think honestly, like it's a good, it's a text that not every text uh, is super positive about cities because uh, they are wretched hives of scum and villainy. Uh, but here's, you know, if you want to preach about every ministry, here, here you go. Here you go. It's a good one. What I, what I think I like about this Revelation reading this week in particular is that throughout this season, there's there's been a lot of intensity to the stories in Acts. And um, it's almost, I mean, it's been exclusively John during Easter of like, Jesus needs to get all these things said or accomplished before the ascension. Like there's things we got to do. And that there's a real intensity and appropriately so in the Acts of the Apostles, right? Where like, oh, there's this new thing. We've got to like figure this out. We got to figure that out. We got to figure this out. Um, that the revelation has a much more kind of luxurious approach and expand like, no, look, here's this new thing. Like, wow. Like it, you know, there's something to the, the tempo of the reading that it is so relaxed and just seems to keep going. Um, and because I think as I've told students, at least a number of times, and probably said on the podcast, the kingdom of God is a thing to relax into, uh, as much as it is a thing to strive for and work towards, um, so helpful to have that voice during, you know, I did, I preached last week, Matt. I thought it went pretty good. Um, and I'm, if it was good, we did graduation stuff. We did Fair Godspeed. We gave students uh, one of my favorite things, a Buffalo Hyde uh, graduation stole. And we do the reading from John the Baptist wearing camels here uh, before we send them out into the wilderness. And uh, I preached a sermon along the lines of a, somewhere a cross between a sermon and a commencement address because I have to listen to a lot of them. Uh, and so I've got notes. But, you know, I ended up telling them that all they needed to do was end persecution, to go forth in persecution, feed the people of God, and prevent uh, climate disaster. Um, and, the, and, and Easter kind of has that vibe, if you read it the right way, right? Like, all right, Jesus has, has done this thing, so here's the list. It's pretty big. Uh, so nice to have an alternative, like, also... <laughs> This is pretty chill and like relax. Like it's the reality and it's expansive and it is a thing that we can relax into as well. Amen. Amen. And the gospel, which one are you preaching on? Oh, I'm not preaching on any of this, man. Oh, I am. <laughs> aren't I? Dang it. This is the 22nd. I'm going to be back from France. Um, you you got to do that gate. You're going to come back gonna and then preach the that coming Sunday. Sure. What? Oh Matt. my gosh. That's very ambitious. I'm a campus pastor. You don't get to turn them down. You know, you got to be like, oh, you want me to come? I'll come. When you have a vision, Matt, that someone in East Boulder has a need and that I might fill it, I go. I don't ask questions, Matt. I don't look at my schedule. 
I said, we got to go. We got to go, uh, students. We got to go out to uh, to Lafayette, to the uh, leading city of Macedonia, a colony of uh, of Amazon. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you're you're following the way. <laughs> it is the way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely preach on the gate. I think the gate is all about it. I think I'm going to get some good gate stories out of my time in the Taze community. Um, so I'm going gate all the way there. Um, quick summation. I've already given you some of it. There was a festival of the Judeans and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and there was a sheep gate and there's a pool uh, by the sheep gate with five portico. In these, in these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. And one man who was there who had been ill for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to them, do you want to be made well? <laughs> the sick man's like, nah, not really. It's been pretty cool. Uh, actually, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, when the spirit moves in it. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. And once the man was made well, he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath. Oh my gosh, it's got gate stuff all over it. Not only is it happening at the gate, um, and there's mysterious waters. This is I don't know why this is alternate. It should be primary. But then Jesus does the work on the Sabbath, right? Which is a big no-no. He's breaking he's breaking the rules. Everything, all the, the things are intersecting here at the gate. I love it. Broken gates are the places where the life of God comes into the world. Maybe that's my good news statement. Gates that Amen. don't work are the best gates. Bang. Gates that don't work are the best gates. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've just got a whole hardware store uh, series here during Man, Easter. Man, you're right. You're right. We're going to make some broken. I got a broken gate. That Making... Means. Making all things new. That's your that's your title. And then you just got all kinds of it's gonna be great. What about you, Matt? You focused on an alternate primary, <laughs> primary, alternate. The story yeah, of Judas this, uh, not the Iscariot, which is not confusing at all from a narrative perspective. Yeah. Not confusing at all. I mean, I like that line. Uh, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. Um there's some nice there's some nice comforting, comforting words in there. Um, but yeah, but gosh, nice to have a story in the John text, uh, especially when that ties in so well, uh, to some of the other, the other texts. So yeah, probably do John five. That's probably what I'd do. Cool. Good luck with your John 14 preachers. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> what are we listening to? Matt, I got good stuff this week. I got good stuff. Uh, Lydia purple, of course, was the color of royalty and very expensive fabric is what that's supposed to imply to you. Um, and since I assumed you were going to put purple rain on Matt, because, um, you know, obviously that's what you're going to do. Uh, I decided to go with another purple. I went with deep purple, Matt, and I'm going to smoke on the water. Cause actually I think it works pretty good with that. Like luxurious vision of ax. Do you know the story behind? I learned this literally today before we just started recording the story of smoke on the water. Like what's the song is about. Mm-hmm. So um, Deep Purple go to Switzerland to a recording studio on the shores of Lake Geneva to record their new album. But when they get there, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention were recording their album. And somehow in their recording, they burned down the studio. What? And so there's literally smoke on the water, like smoke over Lake Geneva when they arrive. And the lyrics are all about, like, everybody knows the riff, like, um, but the, the lyrics, like, talk about Frank Zappa and, like, talk about somebody burning down the studio and stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, there's this epic vision of, of, of a lake, of a body of water, of smoke, trying to figure out nothing's not being what we expected it to be. 
uh, I think Deep Purple Smoke on the Water works really well this week, man. Wow. Good stuff. Very good. Good story. Then, Matt, as Jesus uh, is definitely, if you're doing John 14, Jesus is definitely getting ready to uh, to peace out. Uh, he is getting ready to leave. And essentially what I hear him saying to the disciples is, hey, guys, I'll be gone till November. Uh, Wyclef, one of the worst philanthropers, <laughs> philanthropist in the history of Haiti, uh, noted embezzler, uh, and Fuji. Uh, just a beautiful, I loved it. I had, a, I had the single. It's a good song, by the way. Like, Yeah. Uh, it sounds nothing else like like anything else on the it's album. Good album, the carnival. Oh my, my brother's nose. That on repeat. Summer of '98, I think. Right, it's good stuff. I'm gone to November. Give a kiss to your mother, uh, and then Matt. In honor of the concert that I may or may not be going to tonight, uh, and a gift that you gave to me, Georgia Blue, the album of covers put together by Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires. Uh, I'm going to put Cross Bones Style. On the, uh, on the on the playlist, which is a cat power song, which is a beautiful song, because I was struck by the line that said the water was as clear as crystal. And so that actually sent me down a rabbit hole into like, when did crystal get invented? And obviously, I think they're just referring to like natural occurring crystals and not like crystal glass. Um, but the song is about comes from um, cat power, the person's like interaction with a pair of orphans um, whose parents were orphaned through like blood diamond stuff in Africa. Um, and uh, it's it's good. Like it's really good. And the cover, I think, dare I say, Matt is is just as good, if not um, not better. Uh, oh, come, child, in a crossbones style, come and rescue me, because you have seen some unbelievable things. Um, gosh, hater, I have your diamonds. Oh, how time flies with crystal clear eyes and cold as coal when you're ending with diamond eyes, uh, and. Uh, there's a nice lick that Amanda Shires plays on the cover with uh, the fiddle that is haunting and good. And so, um, yeah, looking forward to the seeing uh, the Easter world uh, with those uh, diamond crystal filled eyes. See some unbelievable Amen. things. Good. Good stuff. Uh, well, you uh, assess correctly. I'll, I'll put purple rain in there. Bang. Good. Good album. I think the last time I did it, I did not have the album prepared, but now I have the album mm. on vinyl. And it's it's good. It's it's well known for a reason. Very popular for a reason. <laughs> really good album. Uh, Purple Rain for Lydia. You got to yeah, do Stevie it. Um, was supposed to work on that. I learned that recently. That's my favorite part of TikTok, Matt. I know you don't. I don't think you do the TikToks, but I don't really do the Facebooks or Instagrams anymore. <laughs> um, but there are a number of TikTok folks who uh, create like behind the music kind of stuff. And um, Stevie Nicks on, she got married. She was driving up to Santa Barbara for her honeymoon and uh, heard uh, little red Corvette. And she like found a melody. I forget what song it was. And like, she called Prince like on the way and stopped. And so they turned around and went to sun studios and Prince came in for 25 minutes to play the part and gave her permission. And uh, he took 50% of the, of the revenue, but left his name off of the, whatever single that was. And then in return, Prince really enjoyed working with uh, Stevie on it. Um, which by the way, Matt, when I went on my honeymoon, we didn't stop halfway and call Prince. That's not a thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Stevie sent her, or, uh, Prince sent her the demo, what he'd been putting together for, uh, purple rain. And she worked on it for a while and decided it was too much. And it was overwhelming and sent it back. <laughs> what? Yeah. Stevie next no overwhelmed way. by purple rain. Wow. 
Wow. Incredible stuff. Um, just full of the musical stories this week. Good, good, good stuff there, Zach. Uh, Purple Rain Prince. Uh, let's do, uh, we got Visions, Visions of Johanna by Bob Dylan. Let's do, let's do Visions song. Um, and then uh, they're, they're down there at the river. It makes me think of um, at, uh, at our Easter vigil a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago, uh, I had Pastor Meritus Brian Eklund come with his guitar and do his Pete Seeger canter thing at our vigil. It's one of, the, one of my favorite parts of the vigil. My husband, Brian, brings his guitar. But he suggested, I asked him for suggestions this year, uh, and he suggested that um, as uh, the baptismal candidates were moving toward the water when it was their turn, that we would all sing a verse of, as I went down to the river to pray. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, and then use the person's name. So, um Oh, Maya, let's go down, down in the river to pray. It was very powerful and very beautiful, especially at dusk, headed into this big baptismal pool. So uh, down to the river to pray. We'll do the Allison Cross version, which is probably the first time I heard it on that uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. Uh, that was everywhere a good 20 years ago. Uh, but just a beautiful little song. Um, and then uh, I need a city song. So Midnight City by M83. Nice. It was stand back. It's the Stevie Nicks hit stand back as uh, essentially as some similar parts that Prince did for Little Red Corvette. Prince, Prince is full of good stories. Just a lot right? of stories from Prince. Oh my gosh. Prince has as many like fun stories like that as, uh, as uh, gosh, Nile Rogers. That was like, that blew my mind. When we were at Coachella however many years ago, and he's just talking about yeah. writing all of like the most important songs of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of that, and then being like telling us what Get Lucky was about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> incredible. Oh yeah, real Get Lucky. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, it was about my cancer diagnosis. Uh, <laughs> cancer free. What? Yeah, <laughs> incredible. That was that was definitely a highlight of that weekend. That's For a sure. Good weekend. That's good. Mm. Mm. Here's to twenty twenty three, man. <laughs> Here's to it. Half a decade after our triumph, we'll have a triumphant return. Indeed. Until then, well, Matt, I'm going to be planting some radishes or beets, and I'll bring them with for me for the healing I'll bring of the nation next year. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been real, real vinyl. <laughs>